Welcome back to the WMAY Morning News Feed. It was right around this time two years ago, the community uh, watched an awful situation with a, uh, a dog that became stuck up on the top of one of the structures at the Pillsbury Mills site. And there were attempts to try to retrieve it. That dog, unfortunately, did not uh, survive that ordeal. Just one of the casualties in a structure that's become an eyesore and a hazard and yet still stands, although uh, efforts continue to try to finally bring it down and to be able to uh, revamp that side and make it into something useful and productive for the community. The group that's trying to lead that charge is called Moving Pillsbury Forward. Chris Richmond is a retired Springfield firefighter who heads up this nonprofit group. He joins us this morning to give us an update on what's happening there. Chris, uh, thanks so much for taking the time. Great to talk to you here. Oh, glad glad to be here, Jim. Well, uh, give us, I guess, just a quick status report. It's, uh, and you sent out a little update on this last week, and as you noted, it's been 20 years since the uh, the plant was uh, essentially shut down and vacated and has been sitting idle ever since. Uh, we have gone through years of court battles. We've seen the ordeals like the, the Pillsbury dog incident, fire at the site. There have been people who have uh, broken in to try to uh, raid whatever they can for scrap. Where do we stand right now, and and are there any prospects on the horizon for uh, a resolution to this? There is actually some hope on the horizon uh, for resolution. We've uh, just recently, again, we've we've worked all along with the the state of Illinois, IEPA, and the Attorney General's office. We're anticipating that the court case uh, against the current owners should be wrapped up by the end of this year. Uh, they, they've entered what's called the civil penalty phase, and and the owners should be uh, penalized for for what's gone on there and, and their inability to do what the state has asked them to do in, in cleaning it up and, and, and getting the environmental testing done. And remind everybody, uh, who who are the owners of this property right now? Initially, obviously, it was a Pillsbury Mills site. Cargill Company uh, bought it back in the, uh, in the 90s and operated it for a few years. But who actually owns the property and owns that big hulking structure now? Right. There are two primary individuals here that own that. They formed a company uh, in 2013 named P-Mills LLC. Uh, So that company has two principal owners that live just north of town up in Sherman, and those two owners are the responsible parties and and have been for the last 10 years. When you say Uh, responsible parties, and as you noted, there's been an ongoing court case uh, that was based upon uh, problems with the way they were uh, conducting uh, asbestos uh, removal and scrap removal from the site and things. Uh, But are, are these individuals or their corporate entity, are they in any position financially to be able to not only deal with the, the penalties they're facing, but also to actually finally take care of this structure, to, to have it demolished, to have the, the environmental problems remediated? Uh, can, can they actually do that? Well, and, and that, that's been the question all along. The, their attorneys have argued that they aren't in a financial position to do that. Uh, what the state has asked for within the last few months during their, their court proceedings is for three three years worth of their financial uh, records, such that 
they can then prove to Judge Madonia, the judge that's, that's overseen the case here in Sangamon County Court for the last six years, just where they stand financially and make a determination whether they can afford to do some of the cleanup or not. Uh, we suspect, obviously, that, that they can't afford to do the cleanup uh, because it's such a massive job. We're talking with Chris Richmond of the group Moving Pillsbury Forward. Chris, is there any uh, estimate that you're aware of of what it it would actually cost to tear down this huge structure safely, uh, remediate what other remaining environmental problems are on the site, uh, you know, get the land to a point where it would actually be usable? Does anybody know what sort of dollar figure we're talking about? Yes, we, we have been able to put a, a, a range of dollar figure on that. Our our estimated range is, is actually 8 to $12 million to do that. It could be on the low side of that if, uh, if not a lot of remediation and asbestos cleanup uh, remains. Um, you know, and, and we've, we've gotten those estimates from uh, professional demolition experts, uh, folks that take down these sort of structures uh, with regularity. Um, so that that's the price tag. Actually, when we talked to the US EPA uh, about extinguishing their $3.2 million lien earlier this year, which they did, uh, they actually told us they felt, uh, based on their estimates, that figure was a little high. They had really estimated more in the range of 5 to $6 million. So it's, it, the number really probably isn't as high as as a lot of folks have estimated in the past, or at least guessed that it might be. There's a certain irony to this in that it's coming uh, coming at a time when the city of Springfield has had an ongoing debate about abandoned properties and, and trying to speed up the process by which these properties are ultimately condemned and demolished. And in that case, they're talking about usually individual homes and residential structures and things. Uh, but uh, if the city's so concerned about uh, other abandoned properties, why are they not just as concerned about this one? And is there any chance the city will step in and say, okay, uh, we don't know that the owner is going to be able to do anything about this. We're going to have to. Right. And believe me, we, we've sat down and talked to, to the city about that, to the mayor and, and corporate council about what they could, could legally do if they chose to. Um, they recognize that, that they've got some power to, to work with there. Uh, to, to motivate the owners to either take care of it or or for the city to step in and do that. Uh, but we, we all recognize that that would be taking on a large liability uh, for the city, and that's that's a pretty tricky thing. Um, so, again, we, we continue working with the city leadership in, in trying to get everybody into a comfortable space on how to move forward with this. Are there other options? The former Ward 3 alderwoman who was very vocal about this issue, Doris Turner, is now a state senator. Is there a chance the state could intervene and help out? Or or even the, the feds, since the U.S. EPA has already been on site, is there a possibility of maybe some federal dollars somewhere that could at least assist in this effort? There, there certainly are. Uh, both at the state and federal level, there are uh, dollars available. Um, those are available through uh, a number of grant processes that you know would be competitive grants that we would we would be prepared uh, to sign up for just as soon as we can get the ownership 
situation squared away within the community. Uh, we've been told by both the, the state and federal level uh, officials that we really need to get this started locally uh, and straighten out the ownership issue. Once that's done, um, they certainly want to help facilitate us in getting state and federal dollars to, to get this problem cleaned up. As we noted at the outset, there have been uh, some awful incidents and, and some real dangerous close calls there over the years, from the Pillsbury dog to a fire at the site. This all started to come to light because there was a, a partial building collapse there some six years ago. Uh, we haven't heard much about the property in the last couple of years. Are things pretty stable there, or is this property and, and uh, the situation there getting more dangerous as more time passes? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked, Jim, because it felt stable for the last year or so, but as metal prices have gone up, just in the last two months, we've, we've begun getting regular calls from the neighbors about a trespass at the facility. If you drive by today, you'll find at least six wide open holes in the fence line, and folks are going in and out of there daily. Uh, mining some of the metal that still remains at the site. Uh, so we've seen a significant uptick in the last uh, four to six weeks in activity over at the site, and it is very dangerous. Chris, what, what's your sense as to why this hasn't been treated with more urgency by the city or by any other entities? I, I know you have been you know, very insistent on this and trying to keep it in front of the public eye, uh, but a lot of the powers that be seem to have uh, just sort of occupied themselves with other things and, and don't spend a lot of time thinking about this, even though it, it has a, a very real and very detrimental impact for uh, dozens or hundreds of families in the immediate vicinity. Why is isn't this being treated with more urgency? Right. That, that's been a tough question to answer. It's, as you say, there are 12,000 people that live within a one-mile radius of Pillsbury. In other words, within iShot, there are 12,000 people that live in our community uh, of the Pillsbury property. Um, part of it is it's a very difficult subject to approach. Um, understanding the environmental laws and the situation uh, with the state of Illinois and the lawsuit uh, that was brought um, has, has been a difficult uh, area to approach. We had both the federal and state level uh, lawyers involved. Um, it's been hard for our local officials um, to, to approach until the state and the federal level folks get down the portion uh, of, the, of the project that, that they need to get accomplished. Uh, I do believe that once the state wraps up its portion of the pro- of this project, the, the legal portion, uh, that'll break the logjam, and then locally we'll be able to do what we need to do to, to take possession of the site and and move it forward quickly after that. Are, are you your, your group is a nonprofit? Are you attempting to raise money uh, to in some way uh, actually acquire the property, become the legal owners of it, so that you can then proceed to you know do the things that aren't being done right now? Absolutely, we are positioned as a five hundred one c not for profit at this at this point, meaning you know folks can donate to us tax free. Uh, we have. Uh, set up um, an ability to actually hold the t- 
titles and deed to the property on behalf of the community, um, you know, as soon as we have the opportunity to do so. Uh, so we're prepared to do that, and we can be found at pillsburyproject.org online. Can, can you speak to what, what kind of money you've raised or what sort of resources you have available at this point or how you would go about getting more if the opportunity avails itself? Absolutely. We've, we've raised several thousand dollars uh, to this point. Uh, we have pledged funds in excess of $100,000, um, and, and we're prepared, once there's a clear pathway to ownership of the site, to, to do fundraising throughout the community uh, such that we can then apply for grants at the state and federal level and, and resolve the situation here within the next five years. And in the meantime, it's just sit and wait until the court process plays out? Some, something like that. We, we do have to, to wait for the, the next few months. We're optimistic that uh, by the end of the year, uh, the state court process will play out. In the meantime, we've spent the last six months uh, working our way around the neighborhood, doing neighborhood cleanups and cataloging the vacant lots in the neighborhood and working with various community groups and neighborhood uh, folks to clean up vacant lots and improve the neighborhood. Chris Richmond, Moving Pillsbury Forward. Give us the uh, website one more time. People can go to learn more about your efforts. Toolsburyproject.org. We appreciate your time, and uh, please stay in touch and uh, keep us updated on how things are progressing here. Thanks again. Good to talk to you. Certainly. Thanks, Jeff.